Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Let all the earth, God, let all the earth proclaim and shout who you are, God. And we shout together, God, as an assembly. We say, great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord, God. There is nobody like you, God. There is none beside you. You are God and you are God alone, Lord. Lord, and we acknowledge your greatness. We acknowledge your goodness this morning, right now, in the name of Jesus. And we say that we love you, Lord. We bless you. We honor you. We worship you. We thank you for the promise of the Holy Ghost. We thank you for the promise of the Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit. We thank you for your godness. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your ministry on the earth, God. And even as we acknowledge and commemorate and step into uh, what this day means, God, and the fullness of this day, the fullness of this day, we say right now that the fullness of Pentecost has come, God, even in this dispensation, even in this era, before we even get into the word, God, you're already in the midst of us. Thank you for uh, uh, just the privilege to be able to come before your throne. Now, Lord, we thank you for your word this day. We thank you for the gifts of the spirit in operation and in manifestation and in overflow in our lives. Somebody say overflow right now in the name of Jesus. Yeah, God, we thank you for overflow, for overflow, for overflow, God, because you are so great, God, for overflow. You're still pouring out because you are so great for overflow in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, for overflow in the name of Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Somebody still just stay there just for a moment and just continue to say, great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord, God. Yeah, God. Yeah, God. Fill our lungs afresh, God, to be able to praise you, Father, from our heart, God, and with the fruit of our lips, God. We adore you. We bless you. We speak well of you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for fresh pouring out in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. None like you. You are holy. You are set apart. You are way cut above, God. And we thank you for speaking to us, for ministering to our spirit, spirit to spirit, spirit to spirit, spirit to spirit this day. God, that we come alive once again, God, and even afresh in you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah, glory to your name, Lord. Bless the name of the Lord, hallelujah. Well, I'm, I'm telling you right now, it is a great morning, and his presence is already here among us. And so uh, I just want to personally say welcome to everybody. Welcome uh, to Abounding Grace Family Worship Center. We don't take it lightly that you've invested time to be a part of what God is doing uh, in this component, in this unit, you know, in this member, in this assembly of the body of Christ. And so I say be in expectation because I know there's some things that, that God is going to breathe upon, upon your life today because that's what this day that's what this moment, that's what this season is about. And so I know many of us have already been praying and already been in expectation. And so we should be, we should be. And particularly for this year, I know there's some things that God has already set up. Come on. There's some things that God has already laid foundation to. And so we just say that the heavens and the portals of heaven are still open for a fresh release and a fresh move of the spirit of God. Amen. And so this day is Pentecost. And so it's actually been kind of commemorating in connection with the Feast of Weeks, Shavuot, uh, which was last Sunday. And so, uh, but Pentecost, it actually means 50. It's the 50th day that we uh, celebrate, that we commemorate the birth of the church, the ecclesia. And it's the 50th day after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so uh, that's what this day is about. And so we're going to read this, uh, this, this morning. We're going to read about this moment, what took place uh, a couple of millennium ago, uh, a couple of thousands of years ago uh, this day. But uh, before we get into the word, I personally, again, just want to say welcome to you. And my name is Sir Walter Scott, the third pastor here at Abounding Grace. And um, 
it is it is just lovely uh, to be a part of this ministry. Um, and uh, of course, I lead along with my lovely wife, Pastor Patience, and we uh, stand uh, on the foundation laid by the overseers of this ministry, Apostle Harry, Prophet Doreen Jones, and those who just ushered in the presence of God in worship this morning, Pastor Gabriel, Minister Marlena, and on behalf of the elders and the ministers and the deacons and everybody, you know, with the bounty grace, we do say welcome. Amen. So it is a time to be fired up. I'm already fired up, and I know you are as well. So let's go to the book of Acts. We're actually going to be beginning a new series. I don't have a specific title yet. I just know that we're going to be in Acts for quite some time, but it's going to be in a different way in which we went through Nehemiah. Nehemiah, we went uh, chapter by chapter, line upon line, but I know there's some specific things that God wants to really you know, have us see with fresh eyes, with fresh eyes, because sometimes we can read some things and feel like that we already know it, but we can never get to a place where we just know everything that there is to know about God and about the kingdom. And so uh, we are always encouraged by this from Jesus who says, come learn of me. And then this very same Jesus gave us a promise and gave his disciples a promise. And so that's what we're going to look at today, but not only look at not only look at, there's something else that's going to take place as well, which we'll share at the end uh, by way of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 1, many people across the world are celebrating this day. And so I love it. Acts chapter 1, there's actually going to be just one verse we're going to take a look at for a place of context, but it's really some things that I want to get to in Acts chapter 2. So Acts chapter 1, I'm reading from the New King James Version. Acts chapter 1, one verse in this, in this book right here. Acts chapter 1, I keep saying it, verse 14, here we go. And so we know Jesus... Um, had had departed, uh, you know, he he had uh, ascended, I should say, he had ascended, and and then he gave his uh, disciples instructions to go to go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise, and wait for the promise, and wait for the Holy Spirit. And so, verse fourteen, um, uh, they're in the upper room, and then it says this: these all continued, and it gives a list of the uh, uh, apostles or the disciples that were there. These all continued with one accord in prayer. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his, Jesus' brothers. And so these disciples in the family of Jesus, they were together. They were on one accord, but look at the posture of their hearts. Look at the position. They were in prayer. Somebody say together. That's important. They were in prayer. They were in prayer. So that is the position. That is a continual posture that we are to be in. But I love it how it says this. These all continued. And so they continued in this. They started in prayer and they continued in prayer. So even before there was the pouring out of the Holy Spirit, there was, say it, prayer, prayer. All right. And so and not just prayer in isolation, but it was prayer together. It was prayer. It was the disciples, uh, the apostles or the disciples that followed Jesus. And it says, along with his along with the women and his mother and his brothers, they were together in prayer, in expectation, not even fully knowing what how the manifestation would be. But they knew that they were following the instructions. So I want to encourage somebody right now and just repeat this after me. Say, I will continue in prayer together with the body of Christ. Yeah. Because this thing that we do, it is not in isolation. We're not a lone, lone ranger. And so, uh, and I love by the fact that, you know, we're coming together more and more. So that way we can pray. We can pray. I thank God for the virtual things. I do. I appreciate it. And, and the teleconferences and all that. But it's nothing like coming together in prayer. And so now we're going to go to Acts chapter 2 and we're going to read. Uh, and things, uh, but there's a particular point that I know the Lord was breathing on for me that I want to release today. And so Acts chapter 2, verse 1. So we'll give you a moment to get there, and we're there. So let's go. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, we prayed that, because this is the day when the day of Pentecost has fully come. They were all with one accord. We see it again. With one accord. Somebody say one accord. In one place, somebody said one place, 
It's nothing like the unity. Nothing else in this world can duplicate or replicate the unity and the bond that is found in the body of Christ. The reason why is because this bond, this unity, this oneness can only happen through the spirit of God. <laughs> All right. Anything else is, is not going to stay together long. All right. Verse two. And suddenly I speak suddenlies in people's lives right now, the divine kind of suddenlies. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. So I'm seeing a couple of things right now here. You got the day that has fully come and then you have the house filled. So you got full and you got filled. You got full and you got filled. So I'm telling you, nobody in this season should have any space or any part of their life that is empty. No day should go without being fulfilled. Ah, because we have a full day and we have a filling of a house. So somebody to say right now, say my life, my destiny, my purpose is fulfilled. Oh, say that again. Say, my life, my purpose, my destiny is fulfilled. That's what the Lord does. That's what the Lord does. And suddenly, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house, meaning no space was empty. And it filled the whole house. Oh, <laughs> and that was the physical structure. So the day was full. This physical place was full. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And here we go. We got the fullness of the day. The house is filled. But here we go. Verse 4. And they were all filled. They, the people, the disciples that were there together in one place, in one accord. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. So we have the day full. We have the house filled. We have our lives filled. Come on. Let's say it one more time. Say my life, my destiny, my purpose shall be, will be fulfilled with the purposes and the plans and the life of the Holy Spirit. So they, oh, my God. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak. That's important. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. As the Spirit gave them utterance. And so we see here, we see the Holy Spirit, the day being fulfilled. We see the house being filled with the presence, right? The physical room, I should say, where they were at. So the room was filled where they were at. But then not to be omitted because the main purpose being fulfilled as well was the very lives of the people that were praying. So prayer brings you into fulfillment. Prayer brings you into fulfillment. So that's why you should not have a day that is not full of prayer. That's why you should not have a room that is not dedicated. Uh, that's why you should not. How am I trying to say this? That's why you should have. Let me just say it the right way. That's why you should have a room that is full of prayer. <laughs> and that's why you should have your very life full of prayer. Because prayer positions you and postures you and me for fulfillment. Somebody say, I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to continue in prayer. I'm going to continue in prayer in my own life. I'm going to continue in prayer with my brother and with my sister. So I'm just saying right now, corporate prayer should be jumping. Corporate prayer, some people should be like, oh, man, I got to be a part of corporate prayer because this helps position me and bring me into fulfillment of what the spirit of God already has planned for and what the spirit of God has already set up for me. Oh, my goodness. Fulfillment is your portion in this season. I'm talking about right now, May 23rd, 2021. Fulfillment is your portion. Somebody say, I am fulfilled. My God, that, whew, 
That wasn't even part of my meditation, but you know, we're flowing with the Holy Spirit because I believe the Spirit of God is saying that now, saying, hey, I have come to fulfill some things on behalf of the kingdom that have already been set up for your life as you are a part of the body and fulfillment. And the Lord just can't allow unity to, to, to not go by without visitation. Soko fremahatasa. The Lord says, hey, I'm seeing unity. I'm seeing prayer. I've got to be in the midst of this to fulfill some things because when the body of Christ comes together, it is not without purpose. Even when we gather, to, even when we gather together in fellowship, it is still purpose behind it. I just recently had a conversation. You know, a pastor, a brother of mine called me up. There are some things that, you know, they got planned and looking to do this summer and, and, and invited me to participate with uh, my gift of, of, of rap. But, you know, one of the things we just wound up, and this wasn't even planned, the initial conversation was just to, you know, talk about this, you know, outreach component. And I was like, hey, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm definitely down. I'm, I'm, I'm for it. I'm for it. Uh, but what wound up happening being in the midst because we were already uh, in, 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 in like spirit, there was a sharpening that was going on amongst him and amongst myself. And next thing you know, the spirit of God, because there was such unity, wound up being in the midst of a conversation just between two people. And then next thing you know, we just started praying and prophesying to one another and just started speaking in the Holy Ghost and just started praying in the spirit. And then just like that. And then afterwards, we were like, wow. Wow. He was like, this was just supposed to be a 10 minute conversation. I'm actually driving. So the Holy Spirit was helping me drive. But I'm just saying this when there's unity, when there's unity, oh, husbands and wives, I'm telling you, stay together, continue in prayer, be on one accord and in one place. Brothers and sisters, stay together. And you got to have the right people that when you can have that call, you can you know that the Holy Spirit is going to show up, that there's going to be some fulfillment of some things, even in your speech, even in your conversation even in your connecting with one another, because there's already a stirring that is taking place in this season. So even the conversations, so let me just say this now as a word of wisdom, even the conversations that you have even in this season, while we still have this fresh Pentecost moment, don't take it lightly. Don't take it casually. If somebody crosses your mind, don't just text them, call. That's a word. Don't just text, call. Because the Spirit of the Lord comes it comes up differently in a conversation as opposed to just sending a text back and forth. And I'm saying if he, if it seems like, hey, you know, if somebody pops into your spirit, give them a call. And then you can follow up with a text. But I think that's a word uh, right there that somebody says, hey, don't just text. I'm not saying you got to do this all the time, but you, you can discern, you'll know. The Lord will say, hey, don't just text. Call them. Leave them a voice message. <laughs> Leave them a voice message because What's important, as we stay in prayer, we get so stirred up, so stirred up. And because we're already fulfilled in some things, our speech is something that, that, that is filled with the Spirit of God. And then our very words will bring, will bring and produce life to the hearer. Ah, yeah. So here we go. Verse 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That's going to be an important point. Verse 5, and there were dwelling in Jerusalem. Oh, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. I know recently, yeah, so we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. I'm not going to go there, but we know that we're going to do that. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, even now in this season. And there were, oh, so let me just say this now. Not only do we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, but we're going to pray for the fresh pouring of the Spirit of God over that land and over that region. Oh, yeah, there's going to be a fresh outpouring in the name of Jesus. Okay. Here we go. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation, meaning that these were Jews, but they have come from different parts of the region because of a feast, from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, look, 
are not all these who speak Galileans, meaning the region that they were from? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya, adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes. I don't have time to go through all of that right now. Cretans and Arabs. We hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. So we hear, so look at what they hear. Here you got the Spirit of God poured out, and then um, the, Peter and the apostles and the disciples and whoo, the mother of Jesus and his brother, that's what it's saying. And then you have all these people, a multitude. And I'm talking about it's not just a few people, but it's a lot of people. Hundreds, uh, potentially even thousands of people confused and hearing. It's like, hold up. These people are from this region, but we hear them. We hear them speaking praises unto God in our own language in which we were born. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? But others, I don't think that they were hearing the same thing. Others were mocking, saying they are full of new wine. What a prophetic statement, but they were just saying it from a natural perspective. And so you still have this feeling, right? You have this fulfilling, and then you have other people mocking, saying, ah, they're just full of new wine. So guess what? As you are fulfilling the purpose and the destiny and the calling and the identity that the Spirit of God has already set up for you, there will be people that will mock what you're full of. And they might say that you're full of something else, but you could very well say, hey, I am full. I'm not full particularly of what you're talking about, but I am full, and I am fulfilling. Somebody say right now, I am full and I am fulfilling. Man, that is so strong. That is coming up on me to keep saying that so strong. So others mocked and said they are full of new wine. And we are in a day and an age right now where society is taking it upon themselves even more so to mock the church. And I'm telling you, it is okay because it is all connected to or or, or, or it just happens whenever there's a fresh outpouring, whenever there's a birthing and a release of what the Spirit of God has. It is okay. Let the world mock. Let some people be in confusion. But in the meantime, guess what? Not only will the Spirit of God fill us to speak in tongues, but there's going to be a fresh boldness that comes forth because the church of the living God was birthed with boldness and in power because Jesus told us. Or Jesus told them, he's like, hey, go to Jerusalem because you're going to be endued with power. You're going to get dunamis or the root word of dynamite. You're going to get something that is so explosive that people are going to hear and have to take note of what has taken place. And one of the notes that most of the people heard, they said this, that we hear them speaking in our own tongues, the wonderful works of God. And they were all amazed and perplexed. And so I just say right now, even this day, that God is going to have you walk into such a level of fulfillment that it will cause and bring about amazement to people to where they have to look up and say, this has to be the work of God. This has to be the work of the Lord. Ah, uh, in Jesus' name. Yeah, so let the world mock. We're going to keep fulfilling. Verse 14, but Peter, oh, thank God for Peter. Peter walked in some things because the Lord restored him to some things. But Peter, standing up with the 11, raised his voice, raised his voice and said to them, hold up, let me take a drink of water right now. Come on, if we can raise a hallelujah, we can raise our voice. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. So there's some things that God wants people to know and to heed. 
to not be in confusion because there's going to be another level of, oh, yeah. When the church gets clear about purpose and identity and destiny and fulfilling, that we can begin to make some things clear about the kingdom of God when we pronounce and when we begin to, when, when we begin to preach to other people. And then they will have to take heed because it's like, oh, there's some clarity that has taken place. No more divisiveness and bickering, even amongst the church. No more competitiveness. No, that day, that age is over and dead in the name of Jesus. No, there is, there is, there is going to be a suddenly because we will be in one accord and in one place. Maybe not physically, but spiritually in one place as the sons of Issachar, understanding the times and what must be done in this season. Woo! Come on, glory to God. So we have to raise our voice for that. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. Verse 15, for these are not drunk as you suppose since it is only the third hour of the day or about nine o'clock in the morning. And here we go. I'm going to slow down because this is the key part right here. I'm not even going to finish all of uh, these last two verses that I'm going to read, verse 16 and 17. All right, so let me read verse 15 one more time. But these are not drunk as you suppose, <laughs> since it is only the third hour of the day. So he was like this. I'm just kind of, uh, you know, interpreting it, you know, differently in this fashion. He was like, hey, we might be drunk, but we're not drunk as you suppose. We're not drunk in the manner in which you think, right? So some people that say drunk in the Holy Spirit, that's why you kind of, here's a scripture reference point where some people kind of get that uh, phraseology or that ideology from. All right. But they were very sober, very sober, because this is a season where we still are sober, for these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. Verse 16, here we go. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. But now let me slow this down one more time because this is the part that I, under, that I highlighted and highlighted and highlighted. This is what was spoken. Somebody say that after me. Say, this is what was spoken. This is what was spoken. Ah, meaning that there were some things that were already spoken centuries before this took place. Something that God had already settled. Something that God had already established through the prophet Joel. We're going to read it in just a little bit, but I think it is so important for us to understand how important it is what comes out of our mouth what it is that we speak, what it is that we declare because it sets things up. And even though it might take a little bit of time, it's still an appointed time in which there shall be manifestation. And I believe in this season, in this moment, and that we are in an hour right now where we're going to be stepping into some things that were already spoken. Oh, can I say that again? And can you personalize that? Say, I am going to step in some things that was already spoken. Oh, even some things, ha, even some things that you prayed. Remember, because how prayer positions you for fulfillment. And here we have that one prayer. And then they prayed in the spirit. So think about even what you prayed in the spirit that you may have not have been aware of at that moment. God is saying, hey, I want you to position yourself now in prayer and keep praying in the spirit because now you're going to be able to say like Peter said, even for your own life, this is what was spoken. Even as people who begin to watch and be amazed at some of the things that begin to take place in your life, ah, you're going to say, oh, let me explain something to you. Let me make this known to you. This is what was spoken already. This is something that was already declared. This is something that I partnered with the Holy Spirit and praying in tongues and boom, dunamis, dynamite. Here we have it before us now for us to be able to hear, for a multitude to be able to see in the name of Jesus. Oh, and here's another thing that the Spirit of the Lord just dropped on me, uh, even as we were going to this, because Peter raised his voice and he, and he began to make a public message, a public sermon. But this is one thing that the Lord just kind of highlighted to me. He was like, hey, before there was a sermon, there was an experience. 
Ah, yeah. Before there was a sermon, there was an experience. Before there was a message, there was an encounter. Ah, and so one of the things that the Lord was just reminding me, he was saying, hey, many people can exegete scripture and what is taking place even today in this moment. Many people might be talking about the, 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 the Pentecost moment and just look at it as just something that Peter, his mother, the disciples, Jesus' brother, that only they had experienced. And it was something that was just stuck for that time. And so they will read Acts chapter two and say, hey, the spirit of God poured out then and they spoke in tongues then, but they we don't speak in tongues now that was something that was just for them and so people are trying to many people not everybody thank God but many people are just exegeting scripture meaning that they're just pulling uh, or extrapolating kind of like uh, you know principles or something like that with no experience with no encounter and what God is saying hey before you speak on a thing I want you to experience this I want you to encounter this and guess what we can encounter this freshly together today right now and the important part of that phrase is freshly freshly so somebody to say right now this is what was spoken Oh, be careful, little mouths, what you speak. <laughs> I don't even remember the fullness of that song, but it's we have to be mindful and watchful of what comes out of my mouths. And so what needs to come out of my mouths or out of our mouths is what was already spoken. And we need to speak it and release it and declare it in faith. Ah, so Lord, sharpen our discernment. Sharpen our discernment. So, again, we need to speak what was spoken. So that means that we need to ascend in the spirit realm. We need before I just begin to speak anything, because I don't want to just speak anything. I need to speak what was spoken. I need to speak what was spoken so that way I can stay in the posture and position of fulfillment. Because if I start to speak what the world speaks, then I'm going to get off that. Because what the world speaks, they speak what they just see from the external perspective. And just the sensory realm, but not the spirit realm. How do I know? We go back because there were some people that mocked. They say, oh, these people are just filled with wine. And so other people could have looked at that and say, hey, yeah, you know what? That's right. Yeah, they are just filled with new wine. This isn't anything spiritual. This isn't anything. And so Peter had discernment by way of the Holy Spirit and had to say, hey, no, let me make this known to you. So somebody to say right now, Lord, I thank you for making things known to me. So that way I can speak what was spoken. Oh, say that again. Holy Spirit, make known to me what you're doing in my midst. So that way I can speak what was spoken. It's so important because it's real easy to go ahead and look at uh, 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 news, title, news titles and news reports and begin to say everything that everybody else is saying. You see how there was a pause even when, when we were talking about Jerusalem? Because I could have as easily have said what it might have looked like. But no. At the same time, it's like, nah, you know what, let me say what was already spoken because there are some things that were already spoken for Jerusalem. So let me ascend and just say right now, there's going to be a pouring out of the Spirit of God over Jerusalem, despite what it might look like. Some people will say, oh, it's conflict. Oh, they need to do this and oh, they need to do that. And oh, Israel is dot, da dot, da dot, and saying all these type of things and begin to mock what God has promised. Ah, rande koshita, but not so God shall not be mocked. God shall not be mocked because we as a people, we that have been grafted into this promise and have received the spirit of God. So now we're praying. God, I thank you, Lord, that Jews are coming into light, that they're coming to revelation, that they're not just seeing scripture or exegeting scripture, but they are coming into experience and encounter in the name of Jesus because we have received this. But it's their inheritance first. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Lord. Okay, so Peter said, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. I'm telling you, if there's some things that have been prophetic, keep that word in your mouth, war with it, speak it, declare it, and say, no, this is what was spoken. You got to stand on that thing and be full and filled 
with conviction and purpose and identity of what was spoken and say, hey, no, 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 this is it. This is what was spoken. And I'm not going to get up off it because God spoke it. And if God spoke it, then it was good enough for me to speak. Think about it. If it was good enough for God to say, and so then it became good enough for the prophets to be able to say. And then not only did the prophets say it, but many of them either wrote it or other people wrote what was said as well. So if it was good enough for God to say, and if it was good enough for the prophets to say and for others to say and write, and then all these years now throughout history, it was good enough for people to believe, then I'm telling you this very same word is good enough to, for us to continue to stand on and to continue to speak. And so we say, no, this is what was spoken. The world is going to do what the world is going to do. But we have to continue to raise up our voice and say, no, look, this is what God spoke. Even while people might be panicking, oh, my gosh, there's calamity, there's tribulation, there's trials. Hey, no, this is what was spoken. This is something that was already written. Take heed. Let's let this be known to you. So that way there's clarity. Come on, church. This is part of our purpose and identity to declare what was spoken. Some of you need to go back and revisit what even came out of your own mouth. And may faith arise and may the spirit of God woo, light it up and fire you up on that very same thing again. And say, man, you, nah, you know, I'm, I'm, my faith, I believe, therefore I speak. I believe, and belief can't just stay in belief realm, but it must be spoken. Ah, oh, yes, wind of God, spirit of God, fire us up again in the name of Jesus. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And I'm just going to say this part A of verse, well, a part A of A, <laughs> of verse 17. And it shall come to pass. Uh, yeah, okay, part A. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, and these are the last days. We're still in the last days. And it shall come to pass. So I like it. I highlight it like this. This is so powerful. This is what was spoken, and it shall come to pass. Oh, somebody need to stand up and say that. Some of you might be watching right now, but you need to stand up and just stand firm and say, this is what was spoken, and it shall come to pass, says God. In this day, this is what was spoken, and it shall come to pass. And so what God, what I believe that the Spirit of the Lord is doing, has set some things up for us to now begin to be able to speak some things and declare some things. Woo! Not only for us in fulfillment, so that way we can now begin to bring others into this fulfillment. There are some things that we have already experienced. There's some stuff that the Lord, and I was talking with my wife, the Lord, he was reminding me, he's like, hey, pay attention to some of the things that are taking place in your life. And I began to just kind of start to track going back from the end of last year. And it started to look, the Lord's like, hey, remember when I did that? And now some of the other seemingly little things where God has just kind of showed up and provided uh, you know, in some supernatural realms where things were, where debt was canceled and things that I didn't have to pay for. And other things uh, take place and blessing here and blessing there. And the Lord's like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to let you, I'm trying to make some things known to you. Because there are some things that were already spoken over your life. And so now I want you to know that I'm bringing you into some things for you to be, be able to say now, this is what was spoken. So now when people begin to see what's upon your life and they begin to look at amazement, some will look with mockery. Some will look with jealousy. Some will look with envy, even upon you and I's life. Guess what? It's okay. It's going to happen. It's going to come. We stay on. We stay continued in prayer. We stay in identity of sonship. We stay in purpose. We stay in fellowship and full of the spirit of God it's okay we stay in that so that way it can continue to come to pass and there shall be a continual coming to pass in your life oh yeah 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 you stay in prayer you stay in conversation with people of like spirit you stay full of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you stay full of, I'm just thinking of my grandmother, uh, God bless her, you know, she just say that she just get, you know, filled. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm filled. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Somebody again, just say right now, say, I am fulfilled. I am fulfilled. Now say this again. Say, this is what was spoken. The blessing that I'm experiencing, this is what was spoken. The focus that I'm walking in, this is what was spoken. The gifts that are coming forth in this season, this is what was spoken. The peace that I have, this is what was spoken. The healing that is mine, this is what was spoken. The wealth and prosperity that God has called me to, this is what was spoken. The joy that is strengthening me, this is what was spoken. The prophetic words that are coming out of my mouth, this is what was spoken. Casting out devils, this is what was spoken. Raising the dead, say it, this is what was spoken. Walking in grace that is abounding, this is what was spoken. Raising up sons and daughters, this is what was spoken. Training and sending and building, this is what was spoken. And it shall come to pass. <laughs> Say it, and it shall come to pass. Oh, I'm telling you, now when we read scripture, I just think this. I think God is just even giving a word right now. Hey, in this season, I want you to verbalize what was written. So when you read scripture, because I know we can have moments where we read scripture and we just read it silently. But I, leave, but I just believe that it is important for us to be able to begin to speak and to utter as the spirit gives utterance that we actually just have some devotion time where we are reading scripture, that we are adding breath to the word that is written. Why? Because it's another element. It's another dimension of, of fulfillment when we add breath to it. And it's the breath that he gives. So you can just imagine this partnership, something that God already spoke and inspired men to write. And so the spirit of God inspired men to write. And so now, now as we read, the spirit of God gives us utterance, right? Praying in the Holy Ghost. But then when we read what is written, it's the spirit of God that is. So it's the spirit of God repeating what was said. That the spirit of God already said, but he's repeating what was said with our breath. Ah, and in that it's another dunamis, it's another dynamite, it's another empowerment. So now even when we begin to read scripture and pray in the Holy Ghost, whoo, come on. There are portals that are open right now for fulfillment in the name of Jesus. It is a potent thing. So that's why it's like as soon as you speak something, when you say something, some things have been ordained and have been set up for this time. There's some things that, that are for an appointed time to come, but there are some things that have already been hovering and waiting for this moment. That's why, why portals are open. That's why there's such a Pentecost, and it's like, boom, we are in prayer. We are together. Our faith is aligned. Our hearts are aligned. God, Ooh, I don't know what the sound sounded like, but I'm just making this noise right now. Ah, it was a, it was a, it was a, whoo, it was a, such a sound of wind. And I'm just imagining, and again, this is my imagining. I'm not saying this is what happened, but if you've ever heard the strong gusts and tornado sound, they say that tornado sound like a train. It's got that hum because it was such a strength. I've heard that kind of sound with wind before. And so imagine this kind of sound that was taking place. And then the people, and so you got the same sound and you got fire, tongues of fire on the heads of people. Oh my God. Yeah, that's why I'm wearing this fire color today. Because we are going to be consumed with the spirit of God afresh right now. And we just say right now that we are walking in what was spoken. Come on, lift up your voice and tongues in the name of Jesus. Come on, even as you're doing so, you are declaring the works of the Lord. Oh, this is such a time for us to be able to, and you know what? You can pray in tongues privately, but you can also lift some things up in the spirit of God, even in a public place. They were in the upper room praying, but it was such a sound that people came. And guess what? Some people might say, well, hey, I don't, I, don't want, I don't want to draw people to me. That wasn't even their intent. They were praying, but they were filled. And because they were filled to the point of overflowing, it drew people. And then Peter said, hey, 
Let me explain to you what was going on. This is something that was promised. This is what was spoken. And it shall come to pass in these days or in the last days, or we say now in these days, says God, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. So he's explaining to them. And so we again say today that the spirit of God is pouring out his spirit upon his church. The spirit of God is pouring out his spirit upon us. And he is raising us up as a voice to be able to let it be known so that way people can hear the word. People can heed the word in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout glory. Oh, raise up your voice. Shout hallelujah. Yeah, some people might be watching this in, in an environment. Yeah, make it feel awkward. <laughs> but you got to lift up the voice. No, no more time for passive or quiet sideline Christianity where it says it doesn't take all that. No, when you are filled... When you are filled with the Spirit of God, when you have an encounter, when you have an experience, it must be voice, and that voice must be raised. And it's not something that you need to be afraid of or scared of. This is something that was spoken, and it shall come to pass, even in your life. It's not about personality. Peter had every reason to be quiet. How, mad, how embarrassing must it have been to say, hey, Jesus, I'm going to be with you, and then be the very one that betrayed Jesus. He had every reason to be silent outside of the Spirit of God. But when you are filled you have every reason now to speak. You have every reason to raise your voice and to declare, hey, I've experienced some things now. I've experienced this feeling fulfilling. I've experienced something that is fulfilling. And somebody might be saying right now, hey, Lord, and some of you have been asking, Lord, I just, I just want to be fulfilled. And you've been trying to find other things for fulfillment. Thank you, Spirit of God. You've been trying to find other avenues and maybe other people or maybe other ways uh, for fulfillment. And you've been trying this online or this and that. But the Spirit of God is saying right now, hey, I am the only one that can fulfill you fully totally and this is the day the day for you to be fulfilled has fully come because this is the day of pentecost and god wants to fulfill you and god wants to fill you afresh some people maybe you you haven't had fire and i'm telling you right now may you be on fire for jesus and i'm not talking about passive and you're just kind of quiet and doing the kind of uh safe simple silent, solitary Christian thing. No, 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 no. Nope. This is what was spoken already. And it shall come. Oh, yeah. Let's just read this. I got to read this because this is you. This is me. This is us. Let me just. Uh, um, yeah, let's just finish verse 17, verse 16 and 17. I'm going to finish with this. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, said God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. That, in other words, that is everybody the two genders and every generation. You got sons and daughters, men and women, young and old, fulfilled and filled with the Spirit of God, having the Spirit of God poured out upon their flesh. And not only that, guess what? They are seeing visions. They are dreaming dreams and they are prophesying. They are raising up their voice and speaking. And so what God is calling you, if you say that you believe Jesus, if you call yourself a Christian, this is what Christianity is about. This is how the church was birthed in. The church was birthed in spirit. The church was birthed in power. The church was birthed in fire. The church was birthed in prophecy. And it's our time like never before to step in identity, to walk in purpose, and to fulfill this life that God has called us to in Jesus Christ. Continue in prayer. 
That's the posture. And I'm telling you, get fired up. Stay prayed up. I'm not talking about them little five-minute prayers anymore. That was then. We're talking about now. We're talking about this day. We're talking about what was spoken that shall come to pass. Where Jesus is like, hey, can you pray with me for one hour? Everyone should be at a point now. And if not, then I'm saying, Lord, I, if you're not there, then just say, Lord, I want to make this my goal. Because Jesus asked his disciples to pray for him for one hour. Baseline. And this could be something that can take place throughout your day. We continue in prayer. But I'm just saying this, no longer those five minutes kind of, Lord, I thank you, or you're just praying at a time of meal. No, pray, have communication with the Spirit of God. Now I'm just kind of sensitive to this. Some just need to be fulfilled right now. If you're looking for fulfillment, then one of the, fresh, one of the best things you can do is have a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. And if you've never experienced, maybe you've read about it, maybe you've seen exegesis and just said, hey, you know, they prayed in tongues. I'm telling you, there is an, an experience and an encounter that is for you now. And the way that you can do that, if you are a born again believer, if you are born again, we're going to take care of that part one first. So let's do this. You must be born again by the spirit first. So if you have not received Jesus Christ into your life as Lord and Savior, if you have not committed your life to him as Lord. You can say it, but if you have not committed your life, then take this moment right now. Follow me in this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I believe and I speak that you died on the cross and that you rose with all power to give me new life in you. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. And I thank you that I am saved, that I am now born again, that I am connected with your spirit. Now, I also ask this, Lord, that you fill me with your spirit to the full, till it overflows with this evidence of speaking in tongues. I receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with this evidence of speaking in tongues. And what I'm going to give you the instruction to do right now is don't say anything in English or anything to your understanding. You just begin to add voice to your tongue. And sometimes people I like say, well, man, I don't even know what that sounds like. You're just moving your tongue. You're moving your mouth. You're adding voice. But the Spirit of God, because it's a supernatural work, the Spirit of God fills it. And then it becomes not gibberish, not being filled with new wine, but it becomes a, a, a spiritual language. It's a spiritual thing. Other people might hear from one perspective, but I'm telling you, God hears it as a language that he understands in the spirit realm. Come on, so let's go. And if you haven't done it in a while, do it now. Follow me, follow me. I'm not going to give an interpretation because I'm just going to declare works to the Lord. Some of y'all are starting to feel some things right now. Come on, come on, come on. Out of your bellies, out of your bellies. Keep praying. Out of your belly shall flow, shall flow, shall flow. Rivers of this living waters of tongues. Come on. It is your experience. It is your inheritance for you this day. God, we praise you. Yeah, y'all keep praying. God, we praise you. We lift you up, God. We acknowledge your goodness. We acknowledge your glory. Dominion and glory and splendor and might belongs to you in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, even now that you are filling us afresh with your spirit, that there was a fresh outpouring, that there was a fresh boldness, that there was a fresh encounter, that there was a fresh experience for us to be able to live in, to be able to walk in, God, and that we will be able to say, this is what was spoken, God, and you are bringing what you spoke to pass in our lives in the name 
name of Jesus. I thank you, God, that we are living on fire, that we are living with conviction, that we are living with passion, that we are living with purpose and in the identity that you've called us to, God. And I thank you, God, that you are bringing us in connection, that you are bringing us in fellowship and in relationship with one another, God, to be on one accord so that way we can pray together and position ourselves for fulfillment of the kingdom of God in this earth. God, we look to see and experience a fresh revival in the name of Jesus in our various regions in which we uh, 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 live in, God. And I thank you, Lord, that we say that revival begins with us first in the name of Jesus. And so we say, let it begin with me. Let it begin in me. Let it begin with me in the name of Jesus. Yeah, radical. Let it begin in me. Let it begin with me in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. We thank you, God, for the prophetic being sharpened and activated in the lives of sons and daughters in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, for vision and revision, God, for these young people in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, that you are activating and igniting and walking and visiting with the older generation and dreams in the name of Jesus. Pour out your spirit, pour out your spirit, pour out your spirit, pour out your spirit in this place. In the name of Jesus, overwhelm us, God. Yeah, fill us up, God. Yeah, God, overwhelm us, God. Fill us up, God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for power. Thank you, God, for a fresh Pentecost that is available for us, God. May we never be the same in Jesus' name. We won't settle for anything less than what you set and settled for us. Ah, randeko, in the spirit. Yeah, God, I will not, we will not settle for anything less than the fullness. Shoko Fremaha. We will not settle for anything less than the full day. We will not settle for anything less than a filled house. We will not settle for anything less than a fulfilled life of your spirit and in manifestation and in an operation in Jesus' name. Fulfillment, fulfillment, fulfillment in the name of Jesus. Ah, yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to you, Lord. Woo! Yeah, like all Masina. We bless you, God. We bless you from generation to generation. From generation to generation, this is what we need. We need to live. Of course, we thank God for the scripture, but we need to live from the realm and the basis of experience and encounter. Come on. That is so important. That is so important. So many people did that. Peter couldn't preach without it. Peter couldn't do anything without it. Paul couldn't preach without his encounter and his experience. And then he would go back and say, hey, let me tell you what happened to me. Let me tell you what I experienced. And we can stay in that place of God experiencing and manifesting some things in our lives. And then we can go back and say, oh, my gosh, this is this is what was spoken. God, this is what you said. This is what's going to happen. And, and I want to be able to hear the testimonies. We want to be able to hear the testimonies to come on in. Send them to the church. You can email us. There's a testimony tab that we have on our webpage. Yeah, fill it out. Let us know. It's like, hey, this is what was spoken. I'm experiencing some things that was spoken. But I'm telling you, stay in prayer. Stay in faith for that. Be in expectation. It's like, God, I am looking to experience what was spoken because you said it shall come to pass. Ah, thank you for it, God. We bless you for it. We bless you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we will stay on fire and the fire of our altars, the fire on the altar of our hearts shall never burn out. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Hallelujah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It is on. It is so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just the beginning. This is just the intro as we're going to continue on, not just exegeting acts, but experiencing and encountering him and the spirit of God. Can we give God thanks? Hallelujah. Praise. We bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Yeah. Fresh faith, fresh faith, fresh faith <laughs> that we're going to live in, in Jesus' name. My God. Mm. As some of you have maybe even experienced some type of fire, if, you, if you've just been feeling fire, even as the word was going forth, maybe you've been kind of feeling a, a burning, kind of good kind of burning type of sensation. Uh, man, put it in the chat. Let us know. It's like, oh, my gosh, I felt heat. Let us know, man, I felt heat. And this part of my body, that's healing. That's a type of uh, a manifestation or experience of healing of the Lord. Didn't even have to call for healing for you to experience it. It's just the fire of God will do things like that because of what was already spoken. And he's finishing what was already finished but he's finishing on earth what he had already started in your body. Or if you just felt some joy or just a breakthrough, any type of demonic impression, guess what? We make it a habit for any demonic impression to be cast off and cast out in Jesus' name. <laughs> Darkness cannot stay. If there's been a lightning, even in your heart, if there's been deliverance, any type of oppression, put it in the chat. Let us know. It's like, man, look, I experienced a deliverance. I experienced a breakthrough. If you experience a breakthrough, even in speaking in tongues, let us know. Put it in the chat. Say, hey, I got it. I got it. Maybe I tried before, but I got a fulfilling even right now in the name of Jesus. Look for it. We don't look for what's not of the kingdom. We're not looking for the pain. We're looking for the healing and the manifestation. That's where the faith is, for the provision, for the protection. That's, what, that's how we live in faith. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Come on. Let's get ready to give. Let's get ready to show.